1000 rings, 1000 rings, 1000 rings, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, I suppose, and all of those of you who are listening out there uh, around the world. Uh, I think we added Oman <laughs> this time. Uh, so uh, greetings to those of you who are listening there and those of you who are listening to me in general. And thank you for following those of you who have followed the show. Uh, please make sure you give it a five star rating as well. I'd really appreciate that. And I also appreciate any feedback you guys have on what we're doing here on Top 1000 Radio. Uh, this is song battle number 15. It's episode 16. And we have uh, Have a Cigar by Pink Floyd, Revelations by Iron Maiden, Atulamon by Megadeth, You're Gonna Le- Lose That Girl by The Beatles, and Don't Let It In by Sticks coming up. Okay, before that though, Let's replace Midnight Rambler by the Rolling Stones with Billy Idol's uh, Dancing With Myself. All right, Billy Idol and Pat Benatar tied with six apiece across the poles. And George Thorogood came in at a close third with four votes. And uh, the tiebreaker went to my wife this time. She wanted Billy Idol, but we compromised because marriage is all about compromise. She wanted White Wedding, but I wanted Dancing With Myself. That doesn't really mean anything. Don't don't read anything into that. So um, it's just a, they're just songs, okay? Uh, so yeah, Billy Idol is now on the list officially with Dancing With Myself. And so let's go ahead and get to the song notes for song battle number 15. Song Facts. Have a Cigar, the third track on Pink Floyd's 1975 album, Wish You Were Here. English folk rock singer Roy Harper provided lead vocals on the song, one of only three Pink Floyd guest singers on lead vocals. Harper sang the song as a favor to David Gilmour in return for some guitar work because neither Waters nor Gilmour liked their versions of the vocal. Waters ended up not liking Harper's vocal because it sounded too much like a parody of what he was saying in the lyrics. Regarding the line, which one's pink, David Gilmore said, we did have people who would say to us, which one's pink, and stuff like that. There were an awful lot of people who thought Pink Floyd was one of the, was the name of the lead singer and that, that was Pink himself in the band. That's how it all came about. It was quite genuine. Revelations, 1983, Peace of Mind, Iron Maiden's fourth studio album, and the second with lead singer Bruce Dickinson. According to Rock in the Norselands, the song includes lines from G.K. Chesterton's Hymn, O God of Earth and Altar, while the remainder of the song is influenced by Aleister Crowley.
a tout le monde to everybody. The fourth track from Megadeth's 1994 album Euthanasia, sung as a duet with Christina Scabia of Lacuna Coil. In 2007, it reappeared in the album United Abominations with just most Mustaine on the vocals. It was banned by MTV allegedly because the song was an incitement to suicide. Mustaine denies this, saying it was about a dying person's last thoughts and wishes. The drama was amplified when a blogger and fan of the group pasted lyrics from the song into his blog just before he killed himself. You're Gonna Lose That Girl from 1965 from the album and film Help by the Beatles. Credited to the Lennon-McCartney partnership, mostly written by John Lennon. The track is the first use of George Harrison's sonic blue Fender Stratocaster gifted to him and Lennon during the Beatles' 1965 U.S. tour. The guitar remained one of Harrison's favorites for the rest of his career and featured heavily on the Beatles' next album, Rubber Soul. The Ramones may have had this song in mind when they wrote, You're Gonna Kill That Girl. You're gonna lose that girl. Yes, yes, you're gonna lose that girl. You're gonna lose Yes, yes, you're gonna lose that girl. If you don't take her Don't Let It In, third track and second top 10 single on the 1983 album Kilroy Was Here by Styx. Written and sung by Dennis DeYoung, reached number six on the charts in July 1983. Styx's seventh top 10 single. The band does not perform the song live without Dennis DeYoung. Okay, let's get down to the scoring. All right, so uh, in fourth place, uh, we're going to have Iron Maiden Revelations. It got five five votes at the Instagram poll and nothing at the other at the other poll. Um, Revelations is one of those uh, songs that's kind of like, uh, you know, what does he mean by this? <laughs> I, the music musically, it's just fantastic. It's you know a, a classic new wave of British heavy metal song and uh, peace of mind. The album that it's from is, is my favorite 
uh, Iron Maiden album of all time. I don't think there's a weak song on the whole album. It's one of those, you know, one of those uh, albums uh, right up there with Boston's uh, debut and and uh, uh, Ride the Lightning by Metallica. Uh, Probably I would put Octung Baby by U2 in the same category. You know, they don't have a, a weak track on the whole record. So, um, you know, it's just a great record and that's a, that's a good song. The, the only, you know, negative on it is the fact that, um, you know, it does have, it does reference GK Chesterton. Awesome points, points for good. And, but then the rest of it, like, like I said, in the song notes, um, it, the rest of it's basically referencing Aleister Crowley, who was a uh, steaming pile of human refuse. And, uh, you know, I, it was one of those things where I'd like to sit down with uh, Bruce Dickinson, who, who who wrote the lyrics. I believe he wrote this the lyrics on this one and uh, have a have a conversation with him, because something tells me from what I've, I've seen in interviews with him. I mean, the guy's smart. OK, don't get me wrong. I'm not putting down the guy's intellect. Um, you know, he's, he's a, he's a licensed pilot, you know, he can fly a jumbo jet and all that good stuff. Um, but, but from the interviews, I, the guy's a bit of a, you know, he's a bit of a midwit, you know, when it comes to analyzing literature and, and I don't really think the guy understands much about what he, what he reads. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the midwit. Um, but, but he just strikes me as there's a little bit of the spinal tap, you know, pretentiousness, uh, when I, when I hear him speak about, you know, literature and things like that. So anyway, um, then in third place, we're going to have, we're going to uh, go with have a cigar by Pink Floyd. Um, you know, uh, I, I, it's, it's a, it's a different song. It's not a straight ahead rock song. It's not, uh, I don't know. It's, it, it has some moments in it that I really like. And, um, and I disagree with Roger Waters. I think the, the, the best way to go on that song was the, you know, the kind of parody of the whole, um, anti corporate rock thing. You know, Roger Waters can have his opinion, you know, he's entitled to that, but you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't be a, a rock star and make millions of dollars, you know, and, and then turn around and say, it's, it's all terrible. You know, you go, go in and, uh, be an independent, artist and you know perform in tiny venues with a small audience if if it's really about the art to you you know i mean obviously there's clearly excesses in in the the music business but at the same time you know you you it's your choice you can you can choose to um work at a day job and feed yourself that way and then do your art in your spare time that's what most people do. So, um, yeah, I don't really, I don't really agree with, with, um, his assessment of, of the way the vocal was done kind of sarcastically. Cause that, to me, that makes sense. Okay. All right. And then in, uh, third, second place, uh, we're going to go with Atula Mon by Megadeth with two points. They got, uh, Two, they got three votes from the um, from the polls. One at Instagram, two at the other place. It's one of the lesser known. I don't. I don't know if it's a lesser known Megadeth among, among their fans. I, I don't think it's a very popular song um, because it's it's a little softer, I guess, uh, 
as far as a, a heavy metal song can be, but, um, you know, and the, the controversy surrounding it, that's just unfortunate, you know, I mean, if the, the people at MTV want to ban something, they, they, they need to look outside. They, it seems like they're always wanting to ban, you know, heavy metal stuff, you know, back in the day when, when Ozzy had a song called Suicide Solution, which was about alcoholism and killing yourself slowly with alcohol. Um, they, you know, um, I don't know if MTV got on that man. They weren't even, they weren't even playing any, any, any artists like Ozzy Osbourne at that time. But it just seems like they always, uh, you know, want to ban the heavy stuff. And, and meanwhile, you know, the, <laughs> the videos they are showing are, are chipping away at the, uh, at the foundation of our society, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I don't go in for that kind of thing, especially when it's a misunderstanding. It's, it, you know, the song wasn't even about that. So, uh, and it's, I, I, he did a, he did a second version of it, um, that, that I mentioned and it's not very good. It's slowed down and it's just him singing. And I don't, I don't know what it was about the original. I couldn't find the story on why, you know, not that I looked very hard, uh, but on why he redid it without, uh, without the, the Kuna Coil singer. Um, but it did, whatever it was, he was trying to change in the song. He didn't, he didn't make it better. Okay. All right. So that means we're down to don't let it end by sticks and you're going to lose that girl by the Beatles. Now might be a little bit of drama here. You might not know which way I'm going to go. You probably do. Um, I'm going to go with don't let it end by sticks. I'm going to give them the win here. Uh, five points. Uh, you're going to lose that girl. We're going to lose that song. Sorry, Beatles. And, you know, it's a, it, you know, it's a classic Beatles song. I, I consider it up there with, uh, you know, in the pantheon of classic Beatles song, just not my per- particular favorite. Um, I don't, I, I do like it, but I'm not going to pick it over any of these other songs and don't let it in by sticks. You know, th- that, oh, by the way, uh, you, you're going to lose that girl did pretty well. Pole wise. It got, Three three votes at Instagram, one at the other place. Um, did about the same as as Don't Let It In, Don't Let It In. Exact, in fact, exactly the same. Three three votes at Instagram, two one at the other place. Um, but this is my list. So, um, and those of you who who are just now listening the, for the first time, go back to the previous episode. Go to go to episode fifteen um, and listen to what we're doing here, how we're doing it. I explain it. Um, I'm not going to explain it now. I want this to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Uh, but anyway, we're, um, uh, don't let it in is one, again, one of those stick songs that, that, uh, takes me back, you know, uh, when Kilroy was here, the album that came out on, um, I believe I was working at, I was working for the parks commission in Greenville, Mississippi. And I was, you know, uh, keeping score at baseball games and, and softball games. And, uh, you know, you put the bases down, do the chalk, you know, make the batter's box and all that stuff. And then during the game, you, you know, keep the stats and all that stuff, put the score up on the, on the little board over there. And then when the game is over, you know, you put all the stuff away and, and then you do a little write up for the newspaper and, you know, that kind of thing. And I just remember, um, going to the carnival after, after one night, you know, after the games were over and we went back over to the other side of town for, for a carnival. And, and I remember this song playing at the carnival and it, 
you know, it, 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 again, it's one of those fond memories, you know, when you go to, when you're a kid and, and you're, you know, when you're living in a rural area, you don't get to go to amusement parks very often. And then when the carnival comes to town, you know, that's, that's big time, right? <laughs> you know, and the smells, you know, and the sights and the sounds. And, and I just remember hearing this song and being, you know, being uh, excited about, you know, riding the rides and playing the games and all that stuff. And uh, I don't know, it's just a good time. And, and I like that song. And, you know, I've already given my opinion on Dennis DeYoung. I, I like his voice. Uh, I like Tommy Shaw's voice. So, um, the, you know, I think they're great uh, compliments to each other. All right, so that's our winner and our loser, and we're going to replace You're Gonna Lose That Girl with a song from either Whitesnake, Aerosmith, or Saxon. Now, I have said in the past, I don't know if it's on any of the, the episodes that I've, I've put on Spotify, but um, you know, Saxon, they're my boys, okay? I mean, they're the original Spinal Tap. I mean, Spinal Tap followed these guys around. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Spinal Tap was this uh, fake documentary made back in the early 80s about a, a metal band, and it was um, just just look it up. It's it's, just, it's hilarious, okay? Uh, but they they the 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 guys that actually made you know uh, the movie they followed Saxon around uh, <laughs> and they kind of uh, you know patterned themselves after these guys. I saw them, uh, gosh, 1985 when we. You know, right after we first moved to California and my uncle took us uh, to Pomona, I forget the name, Pomona Valley Auditorium, the PVA, that's what it was. And we saw Saxon and Armored Saint, which, you know, I was also an Armored Saint fan. And um, that was just fantastic. You know, small venue, re- relatively small. <clears throat> and, um, and it was just great. It was just fantastic. I'd been listening to Saxon... Uh, for a couple of years at that point, and uh, and really, really, really liked them. So um, get, give them a shot. If you've never heard Saxon, give them a listen. Give, you know, Princess of the Night, Power and the Glory, uh, Crusader, that's one of my favorites. Um, you know, they, they've got quite a few. Uh, they, did, they even did a Christopher Cross cover, Ride Like the Wind, and check that out. So... Um, I I think that Saxon's probably going to win because they're way ahead in the polls already. Like even before the, the, the I put the polls up on Instagram or, or the other place, um, the um, uh, Rasmussen, the, uh, what is it? The Quinnipiac poll. Those, those have been, those have had Saxon way ahead for months. Okay. So just understand that, you know, yeah, you vote vote the way you want, but just understand Saxon's pretty much the front runner, and and uh, those other other two bands really don't have a chance to win. So uh, just just understand that. All right, not that I'm gonna ballot harvest or anything or cheat to get Saxon in. Uh, so don't think that's the case. It's not. All right. So tomorrow or whenever our next uh, episode is, weather permitting, and all that. Um, we are going to be ranking Streets of Bakersfield by Buck Owens, 1999 by Prince, Go On Home by Chris Knight, Goodbye to Romance, Ozzy Osbourne, and Little Sister by Elvis. Okay, that this is a very interesting ranking song battle because uh, we got some very different artists on here, about as different as you can get. 
Okay, and you probably have never heard of Chris Knight. Uh, again, I would suggest you go uh, give him a listen. All right, um, and then you know to have Buck Owens on my list is 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 a surprising to you as it is to me. But I I I grew up pretty much despising Buck Owens. <laughs> Uh, everything boring and and corny about country music, but um, you know the more I listen to artists like Dwight Yoakam, um, Creed's Clearwater Revival, and reading interviews, and they all sing the praises of Buck Owens, and I always thought, how could they like that guy? He's so corny and goofy, and you know. But then I started listening to his old stuff, and. You know, it's it's really good stuff, and and I started to it started to change my taste and led me more towards liking country music, and that's that's how Chris Knight got on here too. You know, once I once I made my peace with Buck Owens, then I started to you know uh, give these other artists a chance. So, all right, that is gonna do it for this song battle, and we will see you guys next time. Oh, I'm gonna play you guys out. With a, I know last time I didn't mention that I was going to play you out with uh, another with you know we're kind of repeating these Rosetta Stone songs, Rosetta Stone songs, but um, they bear repeating. So we're gonna we're gonna throw Wish back in here to play us out. All right, you guys have a good one.
wish for once you'd stop. She's taking you.